we really haven't seen um, signs of financial stability in the United States in our financial markets. This one, this one right here, this was my dream, my wish, and it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back, I'm taking them all back. Hey guys, Rob here from the Endgame Investor for this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And today I want to focus on an emotional point, and that is don't fret about extremely high, record high physical premiums. This is simply the silverbacks and the hoarders of whatever nickname you want to give them bidding away silver from the central powers, be that LBMA or COMEX or whatever else, the high premiums mean that we are willing to pay more dollars for silver now than the big storage places are to sell futures against them in the future. And the higher premiums are in the present and the longer they remain elevated and they are at record highs across the spectrum, the faster all the silver supplies will drain from the big boys and the LBMA and the comics, which is exactly what we want to see. So keep them as elevated as possible and the big stores will continue to drain. And keep in mind, this is not just an aesthetic exercise that we want to see a certain number on a certain metric. We're talking about the very base of the pyramid being flushed. And when there is no base for the rest of the pyramid to stand upon, then the rest of the pyramid falls. We are also seeing the Fed's deepest operating losses since the 1980s. And when a central bank starts experiencing sustained losses, that means its unit of liability is losing value, which is in this case, the US dollar. The Fed is not the only central bank experiencing extreme losses. The Bank of England also is, and so is the ECB and other major central banks, including the Swiss National Bank, which just had to be shuttled billions of dollars in swaps of dollar swaps from the Federal Reserve, which is itself losing money, which means that the major central banks of the world are going bankrupt on their balance sheets. And the Keynesians want you to think that this is all make-believe. I'm the magical man from Happy Land in a gumdrop house on Lollipop Lane. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. Okay, well, if we accept that it's all make-believe and that central bank balance sheets do not matter, then why do you need monetary policy at all? If it's all a make-believe game, then none of it matters at all, yet somehow you want to say that it's the most important thing ever. This is very similar to the policy in the United States of banning gold ownership from 1934 to 1974. And yet the Keynesians want to say that gold is a barbarous relic that means nothing. And so why make it illegal to hold? Because they know, and we know, and everybody knows down in their most base of economic instincts that gold is money. And below that point in the pyramid, silver is the ultimate gold substitute when paper gold substitutes no longer work, which they are about to fail. And so we are going to have a window where silver becomes the main money of the planet for a brief period of time until gold substitutes 
can be reinstituted on a trustworthy basis. And in that period of chaos, that is when the silverbacks need to help out as much as possible by doing what the Keynesians love best, and that is spending. But instead of spending fake money substitutes, the silverbacks will save the world by spending and recirculating real money upon which a real division of labor can be reestablished and kumbaya to us. And so we've seen this chart before. It's nothing new. We are at 38.13 million ounces. We are still in a beeline down to zero here since Silver Squeeze. This has just been spectacular. It has been unmatched in history. So if you think Silver Squeeze has done nothing, just look at this chart again and again, and you'll see that it has done more than nothing. It has done a lot, actually. What would incentivize stores of silver in COMEX to restock silver and to ship supplies back inside those vaults? In 2011, the physical premiums on junk silver were below zero, meaning it was cheaper to buy physical coins than it was to buy a share of SLV. That is a fact. And that is why silver started to pour into here again for the next two and a half to three years, because physical premiums were so low that demand in the physical silver markets was very, very low. So demand went to here instead. So you can sell in bulk because you make money faster that way. And if the premium is not high enough in the retail silver market, it won't be attracted there and it will go back into the COMEX. But now we have the opposite situation. Here is the junk silver premiums again, 1964 and earlier junk silver coins. The premiums here have continued to go parabolic and they're up another 10% just in the last three weeks. This is unprecedented for the amount of time that it has been going parabolic, which has basically been since the beginning of the year when premiums were below 15% and they have continued now to 48% nearly. This is not just junk silver 964 and below. We see it also in silver eagles all time record high at 78%, 78% premium. But even gold eagles, even gold eagles are at all time record highs. We're at 10%. We just hit it yesterday. The 2008 high was about 75 to 8% or so, which was matched in 2020. And we still are going parabolic here from silver squeeze into the middle of 2021, early middle 2021, when premiums were just below 4.5%. Now they're at 10%, more than double we're going in the right direction and this should continue. Now a little bit into central bank land. This is the amount of remittances to the treasury by the Federal Reserve since 2011 when records started being kept. And there are records that go beyond this. And I remember seeing a chart in the 1980s that the Fed's losses were deeper, slightly deeper than this, maybe along the same lines. However, we see here a big sea change when the Federal Reserve losses, meaning remittances by the Fed to the by the Fed to the Treasury, the money that they had to give to the Treasury is now negative four billion dollars, which means that the Treasury has to pay the Fed four billion dollars. The Fed is not the only central bank to experience losses these days. As here we see in an article from Bloomberg, UK Treasury to transfer eleven billion pounds to Bank of England to cover QE losses. And that's all you really need to take from here is the title of this article, because we know 
that the British people are suffering from extreme price inflation. I think food price inflation is about 14 or 15 percent these days, probably much higher than that because a lot of these are fudged. And so why is the Treasury transferring 11 billion pounds to the central bank, to the Bank of England? If this is all a fiction, we don't need to worry about central banks because they cannot go bankrupt in the classic sense. So why not take that 11 billion pounds and give it back to the people so they can buy food? Isn't that real? Do they need not eat food in order to survive? Is that a fiction too? Well, no, it's not a fiction. It's really, you need to eat food to survive. But if there's even a smidgen of doubt that central bank balance sheets are even real, then stop giving them money because it doesn't matter. Who cares about your political expediency and what it looks like and whether your balance sheet is balanced and whether you can handle the political pressure when there's people who need to eat food to live? And so the answer is that, yeah, Central bank balance sheets do matter, and they reflect the value of the currency, which is held by everyone. Everyone holds the unit of liability of the central bank. And so if that unit of liability is backed by assets that are worth less and less, then the unit of liability is worth less and less because it can only be redeemed for those more and more worthless assets, which means that the unit of liability, the dollar or the pound or the euro, loses purchasing power faster and faster and faster. And so we will start to see basic necessities, the prices of basic necessities like food that people have to buy becoming more expensive month after month after month, regardless of what other prices show. And now as the central bank loses control over the bond market, of which it is the biggest buyer, we're starting to see some real schizophrenia from the people at the top of the monetary system, including Janet Yellen, who on October 11th said the following. We really haven't seen um, signs of financial stability in the United States in our financial markets. They continue to function well. And one day later, we have this from Bloomberg, October 12th. Yellen worries over loss of adequate liquidity in treasuries. Here's the quote. We are worried about a loss of adequate liquidity in the market. Yellen said Wednesday in answering questions about a speech in Washington, the balance sheet capacity of broker dealers to engage in treasuries market making hasn't expanded much while the overall supply of treasuries has climbed, she noted. And so I want to end this silver report with a thought from Daniel Oliver of Mermican Capital, who I look up to in my analysis of money markets. Here's what he says. We are near the end game when gold and silver become money directly. In a research note published October 18th, 2022, titled The Final Bubble is Bursting. And you see, I'm not the only end game investor on the planet. Daniel Oliver is as well. And here's what he says. The U.S. Treasury bubble is the final bubble. It is final because U.S. Treasuries are the backbone asset of all important central banks. The Fed has already suffered $720 billion in losses on its $8.7 trillion portfolio as of June. As rates increase, the asset losses will also increase. The Fed now has operating losses as well. Its assets are mostly long-term bonds with a low fixed rate of interest. Its liabilities include $2.2 trillion in reverse repo deposits and $3.3 trillion of bank reserves, $5.5 trillion in which it pays floating rate interest. And so the treasury bubble, the U.S. treasury bubble, is the final bubble upon which all bubbles since 1934 have been based. The higher treasury interest rates go, 
lower real value the Fed's balance sheet has. And the Fed's balance sheet is what backs the US dollar. And once the Fed's balance sheet becomes worthless, there's only one other thing that backs the US dollar that has any real value, and that is gold. And if gold substitutes, which is what the US dollar is, do not work, then the only viable gold substitute is silver itself. And for a brief period of time, that is what will have to be used or the division of labor will break down. Will the division of labor break down? No. Everything is going to be fine. It's going to be a good future. Why? Because people like us are stepping up to the plate when we are needed and to decentralize the real money supply to keep power from becoming too powerful. And that is what the drain of the COMEX and the LBMA is all about, is about the decentralization of power. Decentralization of power is the decentralization of money. The more we can decentralize money and spread out the supply as much as possible by buying physical silver and keeping those premiums high and decentralizing the supply, the better humanity will be going forward into the new era into which it is about to enter. This is Rafi, the Endgame Investor, coming at you with this week's silver report for Arcadia Economics. Things are getting biblical out there. So stay safe, stay moral, stay shiny, and stay sane.